Welcome to the Fringe Element Podcast here on the 440 Sports Network. War Against the Spread, week number seven edition. My name is Braden Gall, and you can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. And I'm Stephen Lassen. You can follow me on Twitter at Athlon Stephen, and also check me out on YouTube, all CFB365. We pick every single game of the week. We've got seven games. That means all 14 teams playing against each other. I take that back. No, that's not true. Arkansas is playing BYU. What am I thinking here? Uh, but that's because I'm distracted. I'm distracted, Stephen, by where I'm sitting and what I'm doing. Cheers to you. I'm having a beer on vacation. If you're watching on the YouTube, of course, you can see where I'm at. My, this lovely location here, uh, a little pool background, just a, a beautiful, beautiful place. In fact, it could not be more beautiful, even if J.E. Dunn built it. J.E. Dunn could not build this in a nicer situation than where I'm sitting doing a podcast right now, talking SEC football in week number seven, pick, picking games against the spread poolside. I would say your location is much better than my kitchen as you uh, enjoy your uh, vacation there with uh, with the family. But, you know, hey, you know, J.E. Dunn, when you work at a place like that, you can afford to take a vacation, spend time with your family. It's a great culture, great environment, <laughs> recharge, all that stuff. So, hey, J.E. Dunn, like we said, it's it's great environment. Braden's living it up this week. Uh, so we'll have all uh, six games. See, I can't even count today. Six You're games. On vacation. We'll give you a, we'll give you a pass this week. Six games against the spread. We have made some progress. We went four and three last week. We both did. So I, I finally had a winning week. You've you've been better than me. And right now we are basically dead heated, deadlocked. You are one game better than me. 26, 25 and one, 25, 26 and one. Again, four and three last week in terms of picks. We missed. I got Ole Miss. You missed Vandy. You got Missouri. I missed Florida. We both got Tennessee. We both got that's by the way, the J.E. Dunn smart decision of the week was Tennessee last week. We hope you all took that one because that was an easy win. We both had Mississippi State if KJ Jefferson didn't play. So we taken a W on that one. We both had Georgia. I had Ole Miss. You had Missouri. So base both four and three. And that now basically even through whatever 52 picks. So we're going to go through six games this week. We got a lot of big action in college football in week number seven. So a lot of fun stuff. And again, remember all of this brought to you by J.E. Dunn. Turn on the notifications, the YouTube, the podcast, rate, review, subscribe. And again, J.E. Dunn, a top 100 healthiest place to work in the United States. They want you to come work for them. You do not need any experience in any background in construction, $5 billion in annual revenue. They've got offices all across the Southeast, uh, 25 locations across the country. But again, they are all about making their employees happy and healthy and productive. So if you want to make a career change, make a smart decision with your life, go check out jedunn.com. And I'm going to start, Stephen, right out of the gate with my smart decision. It's a great transition between talking about our sponsor, J.E. Dunn, and looking for a new place to work because... Are you going to make a Brian Harson joke? I, I know you told me to freshen up the copy this week. And here I am making the Brian Harson joke as we started. <laughs> here, here's here's what it is. Uh, Auburn needs to make a smart decision and they need to move on from their head coach. I'm not sure what they're waiting for. Auburn plus 14 and a half. I'm taking Ole Miss. Ole Miss minus the two touchdowns. This is my smart decision of the week. Lock of the week. We both hit it last week with Tennessee. I think this is the best play of the week. The Ole Miss Rebels. They're doing it on offense, running the football. Jackson Dart coming around. They had a couple of minor moments early against Vanderbilt last week that were cause for concern on defense, but they rallied, got a lot of stops in the second half. They covered fairly easily against Vanderbilt after what could have been a letdown. I think Ole Miss and Auburn, I think Ole Miss is looking for the kill shot. Give me the Rebels in your J.E. Dunn smart decision of the week, minus 14 and a half. Those of us who took Vanderbilt last week against the spread felt pretty good in the first half. Uh, Of course, that quickly crumbled as we got into the third and fourth quarter. 
But I, I'm going to agree with you on our J.E. Dunn smart decision of the week. I am going to take Ole Miss to cover. Yes, they are a two-touchdown underdog. However, I know they've lost six in a row to Auburn as well, but I think that they take care of business here on Saturday. Auburn is 11th in the SEC against the run. We've seen Jackson Dart and the big plays were there in the passing game. Also, Auburn's offense, we've seen it, um, you know, 17 or fewer points in four straight games against Power 5 opponents. So this matchup really screams to take Ole Miss to cover on Saturday. Yep, I'm with you on that one. Alabama, maybe the biggest game of the weekend, maybe the biggest game in this rivalry in two decades. Tennessee at home, undefeated, top 10, 7.5-point underdog against Alabama. I'm assuming that number tells us that Bryce Young is going to play. I agree. I, I think that number plus I think some of the reading the tea leaves tell us that Bryce Young is going to play on Saturday for Alabama. And I think they probably I'm guessing putting trying to put my mind in, in the Alabama coaching staff that they could probably win last week, afford to rest him getting close to 100 percent. Of course, it was much more interesting than they probably anticipated against Texas A&M. This has been a one sided sure. rivalry in favor of Alabama. They've won the last six by 22 or more points, and not to mention Nick Saban hasn't lost to Tennessee. But I think this game being in Knoxville with the way that Tennessee can score, some of the questions we've seen about Alabama on the road, um, you know, can Alabama's defense find a way to slow down Hendon Hooker? I think the answer to that is Will Anderson. I think Tennessee will have trouble slowing down uh, Bryce Young. I think we could be in for a lot of points, and I think with this game being at home, I'm going to take the Vols to cover. I also am taking Tennessee plus the seven and a half. I do not feel good about it, but I do think that this is the best situation the Vols have been in against Alabama since Nick Saban got there in 2007, who, by the way, is undefeated against Tennessee. I know they've been close in Tuscaloosa a couple of times where they were, they felt like they were in the game in the fourth quarter. I think Josh Dobbs and then even last year, they, they felt like they were going kind of toe to toe with Alabama. I just. It's all about the big plays. How do you protect Hendon Hooker from Will Anderson? Can you get some guys down the field? Can you stop the big plays from Jameer Gibbs and how they've kind of started to develop on offense? I, again, if Bryce Young plays, I like Alabama to win. But if he doesn't for some reason or gets re-injured or isn't 100%, I think the smart play here is Tennessee plus the 7.5. Yeah, I like Alabama straight up, but I take Tennessee to cover here. And if if you're betting this game, if you if we get word later on in the week that Bryce Young is limited or, or not playing. I mean, I would jump all over yep. that Tennessee yep. line for sure. Uh, Arkansas minus one and a half at BYU. And this is fascinating to me because BYU plays well against big teams. Mm-hmm. KJ Jefferson clearly missed last week by Arkansas. I assume this is saying he's going to play this week because that's a very good BYU team at home in Provo that plays very good against physical teams at home. Like I, this says everything about this says take BYU here, especially with some questions about KJ Jefferson. I'm going the other way. I'm taking Arkansas here. I think, you know, when you look at Arkansas's season so far this year, I mean, they have started fast. They've lost the last couple games. I think they really need to get to that bye week next Saturday. It's yeah. not an easy spot in Provo. You mentioned it. They've won their last five games against Power Five opponents in Provo. And also, just since Kalani Sataki has gotten to BYU, they've been very good. These two teams match up well against each other in terms of strength and strengths and weakness and weaknesses. BYU's passing game with Jaron Hall, some of the receivers that they have can probably take advantage of Arkansas's secondary concerns. But on the other side of things, BYU has given up 200 or more rushing yards in three out of their last four games, including to Notre Dame last week, who's able to establish that line of scrimmage. So I think Rocket Sanders, KJ Jefferson, one-two punch on the ground. They control the tempo and flow of this game. 
keep Jaron Hall in that BYU passing game on the sidelines just enough to win outright. God, for some reason, this doesn't feel like a, a good spot for Arkansas, but uh, it's hard to to argue with the metrics and the matchups and what you're talking about with BYU's defense. So I'll go with the Hogs minus one and a half here. I always had Arkansas winning this game from the beginning. I kind of waffled because of how they've played recently. A lot of that was bad luck against AM, playing against Alabama, and then not having KJ Jefferson. So there's a lot of other things you have to consider with the three-game losing streak. I think Arkansas is better than their record indicates. I'll take the Hogs minus the or minus the one and a half, which seems like a big number. Vanderbilt plus 38 and a half at Georgia. Uh I I guess it just depends on how which Georgia comes out. Like, is it first half Stetson Bennett, uh, Georgia messing around? Like, it's hard to pinpoint with Georgia how how it's. We know they're going to (laughs) win. They're going to win all these games. The question is, how good are they? And I think I still don't know if we know exactly what Georgia is yet. I think Georgia is very very good. I think the question is is can they put everything together week in and week out and, and sort of we've seen it in spurts. We've seen it against Oregon, but we also saw when they played Missouri um, and they played Kent State, they didn't quite play up to that. So I think there could be some potential to take Vanderbilt here. It's also hard to pick against Georgia in this matchup. I mean, they've won four in a row and they've all been by twenty four or more more points. So I know Stetson Bennett, when you look at his numbers, his yards per attempt has decreased for three straight weeks, no touchdowns. There is there has to be some, I think, urgency to get him going or the backups for Georgia come into this game with the game out of control and keep scoring. So 38 is a lot. I know Vanderbilt's played better since they switched to AJ Swan, but I think I'm going to play Georgia to cover on Saturday. I'm playing Georgia too, man. I don't feel great. I, I, about I don't. It, I don't feel good about it at all because I think they're clearly thirty-eight points better, but they have not always played like that. And you mentioned all the the, the numbers on Stetson Bennett. Like it, it, it's hard to be considered a star quarterback and then have the thing that he has dealt with all of his career of being the, you know, the former walk-on who transfers away and comes back. Like all the whole backstory where Georgia fans don't always kind of believe in him, even though he's got that ring. By the way, I don't know if you've seen the Onion commercial where he's sponsoring an onion company in the very end. They're like, Hey, would you like another ring? He's like, maybe just one. <laughs> it's pretty good actually, but to not throw touchdowns and to be decreasing in efficiency, not good signs for Georgia as they head into what should be a very difficult final month of the season. I guess I'll take them to lay the 38 and work out some kinks, but Vander, and, and- Vander I've been killed by taking all the smaller, like I, all these spreads that are like between 38 and 45. I've taken all the underdogs and I've lost. I feel like all of them. So. I'll take, Georgia, the, I'll take Georgia this time. Or this is the week that Georgia puts everything together. They have an off week coming up. They sort of realize, you know, hey, Florida, yep, Mississippi yep. State, Kentucky, Tennessee, Tennessee, all coming yeah. up. They go into the bye week on a high note. So I, I do think it's, you know, it is hard week to week and coming off a national championship to sort of eliminate the complacency yep. when you're such a big favorite. So it 38 is a lot, but I'll just, I think we're both going to play the Bulldogs. There you have it. Two more games here. War against the spread. Week number seven edition here on the Fringe Element podcast brought to you by J.E. Dunn. He is Stephen Lassen. Uh, all right. And, of course, follow him on Twitter at Athlon And you can check him out uh, all CFB. Uh, Stephen, go ahead and give me the YouTube page, please. All CFB 365. All, I, I had it right. I thought right. I, I was getting there. All getting college there. football 365 days a year. There you go uh, on the YouTube channel. LSU plus three. At LSU, the battle of the new coaches in the SEC should be a ton of fun. You got Richardson and Daniels that like to run around. You know, none, neither one of these two teams is fully formed yet. 
I have no idea. So I'm going to wait for you to make a pick. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'm just being totally honest here. Yeah, I, I don't have a great feel on this game either. Uh, LSU has won four out of the last five against Florida, seven out of the last eight in the series decided by one score. LSU is four and two in Gainesville. I think all those metrics tell us that this will be a close game on Saturday. But also, if you've watched these two teams, good luck figuring them out from week to week. I mean, Florida up and down this year, beat Utah, played well against Tennessee, kind of played down to Missouri. LSU did not play well last week against Tennessee, but they have a win against Mississippi State. So I look for a close game. I think basically I'm going to take who I think is going to win to cover. I think that's Florida. So I'm taking Florida to cover on Saturday. I, I had Florida as well because I'm with you. I'm taking uh, the team who I think is going to win is the team I think you should play in this matchup. The team with the star caliber quarterback that could do something special. I think I would. That's Anthony Richardson over Jaden Daniels. I know Daniels has been good in the fourth quarter. And I, I know they didn't play great against Missouri, but they're coming off a win, whereas LSU is coming off an embarrassment. So I don't know if that's motivation for them or not. I, I think the pressure from LSU's front seven, which has been good all season, didn't show up necessarily against Tennessee. I, I think Anthony Richardson can neutralize some of that with his ability to move, the way they can use him to run right at it. I think Anthony Richardson is the X factor here. And I think uh, Billy Napier has some extra juice here in this matchup, knowing that LSU was a part of the coaching search and there's some backstory and history there. I think Billy Napier is a little extra fired up for this one. and might pull out some tricks uh, out of the bag, I think. So I'll take Florida minus the three. So, so far, have we agreed on every single game? Is that what's happening? I think, think so. Also worth okay. noting, LSU could Great. be missing two offensive line starters on Saturday night against Florida. Which is how they started the season, ironically, right. um, with no good offensive linemen. Mississippi State minus seven at Kentucky. Mississippi State has actually dominated this series. Um, I think 10 of the last 13 that they've they're three in uh Mark Stoops has only won three out of nine at the as the head coach of Kentucky against Mississippi State, but all three of the last three that have been played in Commonwealth Stadium in Lexington. It looks like Will Levis is gonna try to come back and make a go at it here. That's a I, I think Mississippi State is a is a better team, especially if Will Levis doesn't play. But Mississippi State is laying seven against Kentucky now on the road. Like, what are we doing? I, I'm taking Kentucky to cover on Saturday night. I'm going to bank on Will Levis playing here. And I think you know you mentioned the success that Mark Stoops has had against Mississippi State in Lexington. So I think that's the play for me is Levis plays Lexington. Kentucky will play better than they did last weekend. Keep in mind, Mississippi State's offensive line allowed no sacks to Arkansas last week, which was a question because Arkansas has been good at getting to the quarterback Kentucky's going to have to change that dynamic on Saturday night. They're going to have to get some pressure on Will Rogers to, to win this game. And Mississippi State's offense has been red hot the last few weeks. So if Levis plays, I will play Kentucky to cover that seven on Saturday night. Are we going to hedge on this one, too? Like if Will Levis plays, I like the seven. If he does not play, I want Mississippi State minus the seven. I think that's so, fair. Uh, are we, if we're we allowed to do that and that's and you can wait to the last possible minute and you know exactly whether or not Levis is going to play, I think that gives you, I think it's, I think it's very clear though. Once you know, like we're not, we're not waffling on who to pick. Like if Will Levis doesn't play, you take Mississippi state and you lay the points. If Will Levis does play, you take Kentucky. So we're just going to give ourselves the benefit of the doubt because who knows what happens on, you know, <laughs> five minutes before kickoff and Will Levis goes out there and tries to give it a go and it doesn't work or he tries to give it a go and it does work. So um, that is our advice to you is watch Will Levis. Cause I do like the Kentucky Wildcats as, as one of my smart decisions of the week brought to you by Jay Dunn. If in fact, Will Levis plays, I also like it as a smart decision as one of my top plays of the game of the week, if he doesn't play. So that's how we're hedging our bets on that game. Again, both four and three last week, we bounced back. 
26, 25, and one for you, 25, 26, and one for me. Not exactly burning down the building, but it's very tough when you're forced to pick every single game in one conference. You know what I mean? Uh, but it, it is, but Hey, we're not, you know, we don't have a, a record way under 500 at least. No, no, we're good. Yeah. We're good. Uh, all right. Make sure you check out jdunn.com. Of course, if you would like to change careers, just check out what they've got. They've got a lot of different options. You don't need any background in construction, $5 billion in annual revenue. They are expanding. They're one of the hundred healthiest companies in the United States voted always in almost every city that they're located. One of the best places to work. They are voted a top place to work in the city of Nashville. They've got offices all across the Southeast. So make sure you check them out. Jedun.com. We appreciate their support. So if you're looking to make a good decision, a smart decision about your career and your future, please go check out Jedun. They care as much about your career as you do about your career. And that's a pretty rare thing. Uh, in uh, in the world today. So enjoy week eight, Stephen. It should be a ton of fun. One of the biggest weekends in college football. Is it week seven or week eight? Week seven? Week seven, yeah. <laughs> week seven. Enjoy week seven. It is one of the best weekends in college football for the entire country, but definitely in the SEC with the third Saturday in October taking center stage. You got LSU, Florida, Mississippi State, Kentucky. A lot of good stuff. Uh, so it should be a ton of fun. Stephen, where can people find you, man? At Athlon Steven on Twitter, also on YouTube, all CFB365. You can also check out my writings at athlonsports.com. There you have it. Rate, review, subscribe. Turn on the notifications. Check us out on YouTube on Thursdays and then the podcast on Fridays. And if you're watching, just uh, wave to wave to my wife. My wife's right there. There she is, just sitting in the hot tub in the background right there, somewhere in that area with a book and a and like a margarita or something. So just uh, if you're watching on the YouTube, you can see, see her in the background there, this entire show. No idea she was even back there. <laughs> there, there she is, right back there. Uh, thanks for hanging out, Stephen, man. Uh, obviously, enjoy the weekend. Have a great one. For Stephen Lassen, I'm Braden Gall. This has been Fringe Element. War against the spread here on the 440 Sports Network. <laughs>